0: I download the, uh, browser install for OnLive onto their computer, I can play Mafia 2 at their house. Right. With probably my same account, well, yeah. yeah. with <laughs> You're welcome! Uh, all over the fucking- You need to stop playin' around with all the clowns and the wanksters, good girls gotta get down with the
1: Hello and welcome to the Jargames on Net Podcast. This is episode... Shit, what are we at? 192? 192. Episode 192, and uh, my voice file just spiked incredibly because I'm shouting into the mic. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is Saturday, October 9th. It is noon 37. We are recording live on Justin TV as well, so if you're you're watching this, you can watch basically a computer screen and a blue wave file. And I don't know if you can see my head. if you can, I apologize.
0: What the hell? Yeah. And if platform you... is really not running. Really. No, oh, it's, it's not. It's a ATI thing.
1: So, uh, that was who? No. Oh, yeah. The Antipode. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Al the Antipode. Eat that, Pete! He's using his alias. Yeah. Uh, Pete is not with us today. He's at a wedding. And I am your host, Austin, as I usually am. Uh, also known as Mr. Chupon on the website. Mr. Chupon with a zero on the website. Even though the Justin TV thing is Mr. Chupon with an O and my Twitter is Mr. Chupon with an O. Uh, don't ask me why people steal a name, but they do. So that's why I have to use a zero sometimes. Anyway. Uh, hey. They do it, hey. me too. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we're going to have an abridged podcast today. Um, last week we tried to have an abridged one, but we didn't end up doing so. But it was fine because I wasn't late to where I had to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Al has to go to Comic-Con, so we're going to keep this to an hour today. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got uh, topics to talk about, which is what we do with topics, usually. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, franchises and how, you know, the the brand name of the franchise, How I guess how that affects how people look at certain games, what their expectations are. And we are also going to uh, talk a little bit about some news that happened this week on live driving. Driving. Wow. Dropping its monthly subscription. Not monthly subscription. Sorry. Um. Oh no! Yeah, it's monthly subscription. It dropped the okay, so it dropped the monthly subscription, but it's keeping the per play fee, right? Right. Okay, we'll get into that, Um, and we'll also obviously go into the mailbag, which right now is empty. But if you are watching on the Justin.TV TV thingy, um, maybe no, you know what? Because I'm not even going to look at the thing. And yeah, I would say um, just email us and then tweet us or something. I don't fucking know. Um, You can tweet us at at Mr. Choupon with an O or at Dreadmage. D-R-E-D-M-A-G-E. Dreadmage is Al. Mr. Choupon is me. You can also try tweeting Riven, R-Y-V-V-M, but he's not going to do anything because he's a weeding. Wedding. weeding, Wedding. So, um, what? without further a poo. Yeah. Al, what's your ass been playing? Uh,
0: Dragon Quest yeah. plus nine. Uh, Are you s- Wow! Yes. I can't stop playing this damn game. I really can't. Can't
1: stop. Won't stop. Oh, and I just
0: found what I was looking for, and I closed the freaking window. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm still playing Dragon Quest IX, just going through grottos and leveling up some other vocations. I mean, there's so much stuff to do in that game. You can, you, you level up your vocations, and you can actually level them up to 99, and after you level up to 99, you can revocate, which essentially brings your vocation back down to level 1, but you keep all the skills that you have, so then you make it even stronger. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get that far because it'll take me a while to do so. But at the same time, I want to open up all the other the the last two vocations that are hidden, and I want to also uh get enough of the grottos and get some of the content that is really cool, in my opinion, that I won't reveal because it's kind of spoilerish. Uh, let's see. My camera's my out of limited... focus, by the way. Hmm? My
1: camera is out of focus, and it just fell down.
0: <laughs> no okay, good, no good.
1: Uh while you're talking, I'm gonna end the stream and restart it because the camera's out of focus. Oh uh,
0: you can't hit the screen and refocus it?
1: Maybe I can. No, I can't.
0: Can. Well, while you do that, I'll continue talking about what I've been playing. I have been playing a little Echo Shift. Uh just started the B class of um puzzles. It was, I think A, B, C, D, and E. Or maybe A B C D E and F, and they each have seven courses, and I think that there are more somewhere around. But each of the seven courses also have three modes, so there's a lot of game to play. Although there are only like, uh, well, maybe 42 stages or something like that. Um, let's see. Well, other than that, I've only really been playing Final Fantasy XIV for the past couple of weeks, um, and 3D Game Heroes, which uh, I don't really need to talk about it. it's Zelda Clone. It's pretty funny. They have a lot of Demon Souls jokes in that game. is really funny. Um, but Final Fantasy XIV would be something that I could talk about for a minute. Uh, Just and that a minute. minute would begin with me saying now. that the game is extremely robust, and my computer is still not really good enough to run it well. Like it runs at maybe twenty something frames per second when there's nobody around. But then when people start popping up. Or if I go into a heavily populated area, the frame rate drop down to, like, 6. Um, so it, it reminds me of when I used to play Final Fantasy XI back in, what, 2004, 2005, and my computer wasn't really good enough to, ke- to, to keep up with the 18 character parties. Right after the second expansion came out, people were going into these areas where you had to make three groups of six. And... That was the only way that you can get through and fight the, fight the enemies. You had to fight the enemies like 18 people, but um, the game was so choppy for me that I pretty much didn't do anything, and I didn't get any experience because you don't really get any experience with the 18-person group, and it's really not meant for people who are trying to level. And then we got to some part where we had to split back into three groups of six, and they put me with the crappy group, and we died. And I lost 10% In way, of my
1: experience. I, li- I am listening. I'm just trying to balance my phone again. That's fine. <laughs> so that I can, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. The game is pretty fun to play still for me, uh, because I like the, the interface with not not the interface, period, but but the way that you interact with your character and the way that you can fight and <clears throat> you don't have to wait for an auto attack. Uh I like how you can just equip any weapon and it changes you to that class. But what I don't like at the same time is that you have to go into the menus and you have to reselect all of your uh, abilities. They're working on trying to get a fix for that.
1: Yeah, but... one, one thing I heard about this, and you can verify is, if this is what you're talking about, is that um, they they didn't do a very good job of designing it for a PC. That it's oh, no. still very it's still very con- like console mentality. Certainly,
0: um, a lot it, of is it is... coming out
1: on consoles? I forgot.
0: It's coming out on PS3. PS3 March. okay and, and um go. i would have to predict that by then the the interface may be a little bit more streamlined because right now there's so much lag and delay in in the actual interface that um it, it really sucks the the way that the interface works <clears throat> um and that leads into why uh it sucks to change a class <laughs> because when you change your class you have to go into that menu and go oh. through all the slowness of selecting the action and traits bar, which is only really just like two steps. It's not That's not really the bad part, but when you actually select action and traits, for me, it takes about a good five seconds for the actual window to pop up. And then once it pops up, every time I hit the direction key to move, there's maybe a two second delay in the actual thing happening. I'm saying actual too much. In the action going on the screen. So I'll press... Right, 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 and it'll take me about six to eight seconds for it to actually get to right, right, right. And then when I hit the button, it takes another two to three seconds to go to the abilities. Then I select the ability and then hit that, and then it takes about five seconds for the ability to refresh on the bar. so it's really slow, really time consuming, so I really, usually try to stay with one class and I've also been trying to do um some gathering, which is kind of weird. Gathering is kind of like a mini game for each thing, but more of like a timing game sometimes. Some of it is just uh, you have to press the button to do a particular action at a particular time, and some of it is you have to press the button to do a particular action uh, based on a gauge. And wherever the gauge stops, uh, you do that particular action. And if it's right, then it will be beneficial to you. But if it's not right, then you get nothing, or you may wind up damaging. Whatever you're trying to get, and it, it works. But once it gets a little more streamlined, which uh, it has to in the future. I mean, I know that there's a lot of stuff in uh, Final Fantasy XI. Well, I haven't played Final Fantasy XI in years, so I don't know if it's really gotten better. But there was a lot. There were a lot of things about the, sh- the interface that kind of really sucked. Is it still going? Yeah, it it will continue to go. <clears throat> uh, they're working on some more uh, DLC expansions for XI. And they're probably also going to start expanding Final Fantasy XIV with DLC, but then they'll bring out a full package later on. Right. Um, And then, of course, they say that the reason why Final Fantasy XIV is so tough on computers right now is because they're following the same model of Final Fantasy XI where they don't want their game to look dated sooner (laughs) than later. So they make the game...
1: So crisis, basically.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, They make it so that, you know, four or five years down the line, everybody's computer will be able to play it right. (laughs) It's so silly.
1: But, why don't they... mm -hmm. Why don't they make it I'm sorry, but, yeah, why don't they make it scalable? Because
0: they won't. I think that they won't. (laughs) I think they won't because of the fact that they're making it for PS3. Because, you know, I mean, the biggest MMO on the planet right now is scalable. Right. And that's part of the reason why it's the biggest MMO on the planet because people with like crap computers can actually play. Wow.
1: Right. There's there's so, a there's a listener question just tweeted to you. Uh um, oh, about my hair. Speaking of wow. No. No, no, actually.
0: Really? Um it, just... it it's
1: from Edu, and he asks what's your reaction to Cataclysm releasing on December 7th. Oh,
0: you there it is. That, okay.
1: You, you can get to that now
0: or, or I'll you get can to that with, now. With that's, a, that's a good question. Um, okay. It makes me want to play WoW, but for a different reason. It makes me want to play the old places before they get sundered. Ah, uh, um, yes. It's just something about those areas because it brings me back to when I first started the game. Because you know, I got the game at launch and I played through it with so, so many different types of people and so many different groups. Uh, you know, people I used to work with and, and my friends and stuff like that. And those places have really uh, been dear to me. And now they're going away. Oh, isn't that sad? Uh, but at the same time, I don't even know if I'd have any time to play. Uh, that, th- that's one good thing about Final Fantasy Fourteen. I can play Final Fantasy Fourteen for two hours and be completely satisfied and not have to play for two or three days. And on top of that, if I were to play it for the other two or three days, I probably wouldn't have much to do. And so that works for me. Whereas, you know, if I was to play WoW, I would have so many things that I'd want to do. And so many reasons that I'd want to go back to turning it on, but I can't because I have other things in my life that I have to do.
1: You know, since I haven't been talking this entire time, um, the duck on top of my monitor is making a guest appearance on my stream. So <laughs> it, it, this is <laughs> turning into, like into some it kind in of weird of voyeuristic kind of like, oh, I'm kind of sitting here doing nothing while I was talking and they can't really hear him on my feed unless they're watching his feed. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just give him a fucking duck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey hey guys what's up hey, hey. All
0: right, I only have one listener, I mean one viewer. Yes, yeah. would Suffered. be you. so. That's cool. Yeah. Um uh, I, I don't think I'm playing anything else. So I mean, I started playing Hotel Dusk, but here's a funny story. <coughs> I've played Hotel Dusk I think for all of uh, uh 40 minutes maybe in the course Wait, of Wait, for, 40 minutes in total or 40 minutes this week? No, 40 minutes in the past two weeks.
1: Okay, so in total.
0: Yeah. And in that forty minutes, I've only managed to enter the hotel, sign sign in, and go up to my room and talk to Rachel, which is basically like what five minutes of gameplay. <laughs> you mean as as opposed to like cutscene and story? Well, yeah. I mean, it, just as opposed to, I could spend forty minutes playing that game and probably get a lot farther than I did. All I did was basically walk into the hotel. I went and talked to the um to the guy behind the counter and. Got my key for my room, and then the old, lady, the old lady came and I went and talked to her for a second. She was like, "Oh, I'll talk to you later because I'm trying to sign in." And then I went inside, uh, ran into the girl on the stairs, solved her puzzle, and found her piece. And then went. That that went sounds so suggestive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, solved uh, the puzzle,
1: yo. Found the piece. I, <laughs> that's
0: the new innuendo right there. <laughs> uh, then I made it all the way upstairs. The guy came out of his room, and I talked to him for a second. Then he went back in his room, and I'm like, why would you even leave your room? You went out of your room just to talk to me, but it looked like you were trying to do something else. But anyway, walked to my room, went inside, put my case down, phone rang, talked to Rachel, and I hung up the phone, saved. And this is over the course of several days, of course. But the last time I played, I saved after talking to Rachel, and I haven't played it since. And the game that has been in my DS was Dragon Quest 9.
1: And it forever shame. will be, Dragon Quest IX.
0: That's that's a, that's crazy. I, I can't believe it, but it's true. And, um... Well. I do believe that that's all um, I have been playing. And there's that's another you live mean, question. Uh, he as asked if we saw the Hotel Dust sequel that's European only. What? Did, I did
1: not know about this.
0: Yeah, the question is, did you see that the Hotel Dust sequel that's Euro only is already out, and would we get it? I I don't know. I mean, it's Euro only, which means that it is in English, but then we'd have to import it. And I I haven't finished the Hotel Dust, so I wouldn't know.
1: I I feel like. See, I I feel like uh, uh, it's Euro only because it just sold so shitty here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my question is how well did it sell over there? I mean, but. I, 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 I would want to play it, but at the same time, like my experience with Hotel Dust was very hot and cold. Um, I did I review it? I don't think I reviewed it for Try Games, but I, so it's like this. Um, it still has similar problems that Trace Memory had. I don't know if you ever played that or if I ever Mm-mm. showed it to you,
0: but Mm-mm. you did tell av- me about its problems. I don't remember what they were, but you did tell right, me. Right
1: the the, the 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 adventure game problems that that uh trace memory had were were, were things like oh um and, and I, I guess it makes sense but you know how if you if you've played an adventure game before and you go and revisit it and you know exactly what you have to do and you just go do it ahead of time uh you should be you know let's let's say that the answer to this puzzle is i have to find the doorknob and so right when you begin that scene you go directly to where the doorknob is and you get the doorknob and you solve the puzzle Right. Because you've played the game before you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. In Trace Memory and also in Hotel Dusk, you can't do that. You would go to where the doorknob is and you'd just say, huh, a rusty doorknob. Guess this yeah. isn't useful for any You have to
0: activate a trigger beforehand. Yes, yes. But technically, that trigger doesn't have to be activated right. if the game is smart enough to know that the real answer to the puzzle is the doorknob.
1: It's not even smart enough. It's not even whether or not it's smart enough as opposed to they designed it that way. Like, I feel like any item that catches your character's eye in any way, shape, or form should be able to be collected, regardless of whether or not it ends up being used. And I think that for me, that kind of adds to the whole uh, aspect of hey, this is an adventure game. I have to figure out how to do this thing. I have a whole bunch of items. I'm not sure which one's the right one. Let me use my brain and think about which one is appropriate in this situation. Now, if you limit it to say, oh, um, I'm only going to pick up the items that the game wants me to per this puzzle that I currently have active, then that's that's adding challenge in a frustrating way in terms of well, I can't figure out how to fucking get past this thing. I can't find the thing that gets me past this thing, mm-hmm. and it also lowers the challenge in the sense of once you find the thing, it's like oh, duh, now I know what to do. So it, you know what I mean? It's like if you're if you're actually in that situation, like in real life. You'd have to deduce how to how to get out of that situation, and 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 you do that by like looking around your environment and just taking everything you can and figuring it out. And and trace memory takes a lot of that away. Uh, I mean, some of the puzzles that it that it shoots out are really clever. Um, there's one that involves the physicality of the DS itself, and I'm not hmm. going to give away exactly what that puzzle is for all two of you who haven't played or who want to play Trace Memory, but um, but. As far as like, you know, the, the point and click hunting and the item gathering and the deduction that you have to do in that respect, that's where it's kind of hampered. And that's where, and Hotel Dusk kind of does the same thing. Uh, and, and I was hoping that they wouldn't do it. The other thing is that I found that the puzzles in Hotel Dusk weren't exactly as intriguing as the ones in Trace Memory, if I'm remembering correctly. Hotel Dusk overall was a better experience for me uh and it had a cooler sense of style but mm-hmm. again it suffered from the same problems and the 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 puzzles themselves just weren't as engaging or engrossing so you know that's why i kind of give that whole kind of hot cold feel to it like would i actually play it yeah but i'd go in very cautiously um and i know Singh's next adventure game for the ds was like some they, they basically took photographs and um made them kind of paper-cut out, and it's very cheesy-looking. There was a quick look of it on Giant Bomb that I watched, and immediately I was like, I want to watch someone play this and laugh at it, but I don't want to play it myself. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if, if, if that is in any way, shape, or form related to Hotel Dusk. Um, but if that happens to end up being that sequel that Edu's talking about, I definitely don't want to play it. Um, but I don't know. Well, DS is our region free, and if it's European, then it obviously has... Uh, English in there for for the UK so I don't know maybe we'll give it a shot Mm -hmm. Um, but as for what I've been playing uh, what were you going to say?
0: I was going to say let's move on to what you've been playing
1: yes uh, so I well what I was playing last week and didn't really talk about um, the problems that I've been having I I talked about playing Plants vs. Zombies on PC and on Xbox Live Arcade last week with Pete but I didn't go into how it totally fucked over my saves Um, I used the Steam Cloud to transfer the saves which is very cool and then I played it on my desktop. Uh, I guess like two weeks ago, when I was at work in the hotel, I started to play it on my laptop, and my username was gone. And I was like, "Huh? Well, that sucks." And so I re-downloaded my save uh, from an old email that I that I had drafted up in Gmail to transfer my saves from my desktop to my laptop before the Steam Cloud became active, and I kind of overwrote what was whatever was in that folder, thinking that maybe that would restore it. But obviously since I set it to go to the Steam Cloud, it didn't, and everything is now stored on the server. Mm-hmm. So all my saves on my laptop were lost. I'm like, fuck, I guess I'm gonna have to go back home to my desktop to um to I guess I don't know. I I thought at the time that I could like re upload my local save from my desktop and have that as a Steam save. But no, I went home and my save was gone there too.
0: Because it probably synced your uh um, Right. It's everything
1: is on Steam now Steam cloud yeah.
0: and said, Oh well this one's newer. Let's uh, replace right. the one that's on the computer. Done, 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 done.
1: And I looked up, I looked up the forums to see if there was any way to rectify it, and there were a whole ass load of complaints. Like, oh, my save file is gone, my achievements are gone. Like, thanks, Steam, you're a piece of shit. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I guess this isn't, this isn't just a problem that I'm having. Like, a lot of people are have been hit by this. Mm-hmm. Um, and my achievements are still there, but just like the fact that I lost all my saves is really aggravating. Um. So I guess be careful if you're ever going to cart Plants vs. Zombies around on a laptop or anything else. Um, But yeah, uh, for all those out there who are using Steam Cloud for for Plants vs. Zombies in particular, I don't know if it affects any other games, just watch out because that that shit might happen and you might be boned. Anyway, what I've actually been playing, uh, I started paying attention to my DSi XL again. Uh, instead of playing Final Fantasy Legend on my Game Boy, which I'm still grinding. <laughs> well, I totally This week, I left it at home so that I could play some DS games. And First, I tried Front Mission, which is a remake of the original Super Famicom Front Mission just with touchscreen support and, I, I, I guess, a better translation. I, I could be mistaken. I believe it got released on PlayStation. Why don't I actually use this thing called the Internet to look it up?
0: Why not? Yes. And I mean. our viewers can see that same time.
1: That, that, Maybe. That. Front mission. Front mission also sounds very suggestive, just the name of the game. <laughs> okay, I put in front mission and it gave me Frieza. Excellent. Okay. There we go. Front mission game. So okay, so oh, okay, it came out for Super Nintendo or Super Famicom. Uh Wonder Swan Color, Nintendo DS, which is what what we're talking about right now, and then the PlayStation. So yes, it was translated over twice. Um so yeah, it was translated over, and it's my first time playing it. And to be quite honest, I was dead tired and I was falling asleep as I was playing it. So I don't quite remember what the story is for the first fifteen minutes of gameplay. But it basically plays out like a Final Fantasy Tactics esque game with mechs, and at the same time, uh, mechs. The the me- because mechs are very complex and you know it has like left shoulder, left arm, right shoulder, right arm, legs, body armor, head, and all that shit. Like, you upgrade Mm -hmm. your mech with those parts. So uh, there's a lot of that in play, but the gameplay itself is much more... I I don't want to say it's much more intuitive or streamlined because, hey, what tactical RPG is intuitive or streamlined, but (laughs) anybody who's familiar with a tactical RPG is going to be right at home with this. Um, uh, uh, Sadly, I can't tell you much else of what I did in this game because, again, I only played it for 15 minutes, and... Nine of those minutes were a story for which I was dozing off. So it was very much it was very much like when I was playing Shin Megami Tensei: A uh, Strange Journey, where I started the opening cinematic and I have n- I had no idea what the fuck was going on when I booted it up the next morning. So uh, the other games that I did stay awake for is I touched a little bit of Civilization Revolution on my DS because of all the Civ craziness going on with Civ Five. Um, I plan on playing Civ Four a little bit on my laptop when I'm at work uh, just to kind of uh, get myself into that Civ mode. Um, there's really very little for me to say about Civ Rev as well because a lot of people are like, oh my god, they took Civilization and they streamlined it. But this is my first time ever playing any Civilization, and I know that you lent me Alpha Centauri a long time ago, and I still mm-hmm. haven't played it. And I think I give it back to you without ever having played it. Um, so I have <laughs> you no never idea. Played it. No, I had it sitting in my drawer. I'm like, one day I will really install this game. And ooh, Unreal Tournament 2003. Ooh, Unreal Tournament 2004. Ooh, cri- you know, uh, uh, shit, mm-hmm. I think I gave it back to you before that even came out. Um, but so I, I don't know how they streamlined it. I mean, it seems pretty intuitive to me. I've been making peace with everybody except for barbarians. I don't and, think you can.
0: Huh? I don't think you can make peace with barbarians.
1: Oh, okay, so then I've been making peace with everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, my war advisor's always like, you should kick their ass. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, because you have I... the
0: uh, ability. Huh? Probably because you have the ability to do. I don't so. know,
1: maybe like. But I'm playing this, and it's like you know what? Most strategy games that I play include things like Advance Wars, Rise of Nations. Well, not Rise of Nations, not 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 entirely. Uh, but but you know, Advance Wars, uh, Age of Empires. Uh, what else? Um, Fire Emblem, which is a strategy RPG, but still, you know, it's strategy. It's all it's all about killing shit, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm like all right let me try to play this game differently and and the way that I I would win most of my Rise of Nations match is to get into a nuclear arms race and just fucking bombard their place with a nuke and then I would like they would get pissed off and bombard me with nukes and we get to the point where um one more nuke and it would be like a world meltdown I forgot what they called it in the game but it's like you can only Launch a nuke so many times in the game, so I would, <laughs> I would destroy launch, the world, yeah, I would launch as many nukes as I could to get to that point where one more nuke would destroy the world and then like just sit and wait and start building up my guys again because no one else could launch a nuke because otherwise they'd kill themselves as well mm-hmm. um, once in a while, I would win by by expanding territory or by building more wonders, so you know i I see this civilization revolution as an opportunity to play play a strategy game like I was playing Rise of Nations but even more different. You know, don't just kill everything in sight. Be diplomatic. Um build wonders, do all that shit. And for those watching on the Justin TV broadcast, my phone just vibrated. I have no idea if that's a text or an email. It's an email. Okay.
0: Oh, well, my phone completely froze. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. So I'm trying to rectify that issue. I think I need to go on Wi-Fi. I don't know I said that. I was completely disconnected, so I think I'll go on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but what I, what I, what else I was playing, well, that's terrible grammar, but I was also playing uh, Retro Game Challenge. I was trying to pick that up again. Uh, I, the last time I talked about it was a couple of months ago, and I was very, very disappointed in all the dialogue that was going on between your character and the child version of the Game Master in that game. I don't even want to sit there and explain it. Basically, there's it, there should be nothing to explain. But because they wanted to base this game off of Game Center CX, the guy who basically... For anyone who doesn't know what Game Center CX is, it's his Japanese game show where a person just sits down and plays through hard-ass Famicom games. Or retro games. So so, so one time this guy tried to play Mega Man 9 and got his ass handed to him. But <laughs> it's just watching this guy play these games. And so Game Center CX is basically taking off of that concept and saying, alright, um... The the guy who's playing these games is very frustrated and now sends you back in time to when he was a child so that the child could watch you play these games and get good at them. Or something. I like Again, I couldn't even tell you what the story is because I stopped paying attention, not because I was falling asleep, but because this is a retro game challenge and I wanted to just play the fucking games. I didn't want to sit there and listen to dialogue. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there and listening, not even listening, but reading dialogue that you can't speed up. And it's mm. very frustrating. So between... Not only to introduce a story, but in between the challenges that you have to play, there's dialogue. In you know, between. Like, just give me, just get me next to the next, cha- get me to the next challenge. So, so here's how the game goes, and I'm gonna start out with uh, uh, with the Galaga because it starts you off with the Galaga wannabe game. Um, so you start off, and he's like, "I just got this game called like whatever the fuck it's called, and like let's play <laughs> it." <laughs> and, and so you put it in, and it's a Galaga clone, and the Game Master's head pops up on the top screen and is like, ha ha ha, your first challenge is to beat the first stage, right? Okay. And so you beat the first stage. And it goes, all clear, once you beat the first stage. And then, like, the child version of him goes, wow, you're really good at this game. Hey, do you want pasta for dinner? And then you answer, pasta or bread. And you're like, bread. I don't know why you'd want bread. I like pasta. Well,
0: that's and really it's Japanese. Like,
1: yeah, but it's also like, why do I care? Right, that's like, what I'm saying.
0: I'm pretty sure that well, maybe Japanese kids might care for that kind of kooky. <laughs> but it's like you—you
1: you, you can't skip that dialogue, and you can't skip to the next challenge without sitting like what—not even just skip. You can't speed up that dialogue, mm-hmm. and it's very frustrating. Um, and it's—and again, it's like asking you to make choices, and it's like, why? Okay, so maybe the choices end up mattering later on. I don't know how. If they do fine, great. But it's—it's it's getting in the way of me being able to play the stupid Galga clone, right? So. He he. The second challenge, he says, okay, your challenge is this. And then the third challenge, he's like, okay, your challenge is this. And it's like, how about you borrow the Xbox Live Achievement MO and just lay out what the challenges are and let me play the game. And if I want to read up more about what the challenges are, I can click on them, and the guy can say, this is what you have to do. And so I get to play through the Galaga game at my own pace, at my own leisure, and when I complete a challenge, a thing pops up that says, "You completed the challenge!" Blah, you're awesome. Let's suck your nuts now. You're great, you know. But no, it, it does it very linearly, and it's very frustrating to kind of sit through and get through. Especially with some of the later games. Like there's this, uh, there's this game called Star Prince, which is a, uh, uh, it, it's a, it's a top-down shooter. It, it, it kind of reminds me of Gunnak and 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 what was it, Zanak?
0: Oh, okay. It's oh, well, fa- it's very okay.
1: fast, and it's actually really. That's the good thing about. Retro game challenges. All the games that they create are either very, very um, authentic in their representation of old school trappings, not necessarily that they're good. Like, I don't like Galaga anymore. That game is way too old. Um, and I know the purists out there go, Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying that. Eat my balls. Okay. It's too old. It's too slow. And it's just not exciting. But that doesn't mean that you know when it's when it's recreated in retro game challenge that it's worthless because the whole point of it is to you know bring back the spirit of 8-bit, mm-hmm. and it does that very well. It, it's a very good representation of Galaga, and then there are other games which are not only good representation but they're also really good, like the like the game that I'm talking about right right now, Starprints. It's very fast. It's got really cool power ups. I mean, they're not cool in the sense that they look crazy because of course it's all 8-bit, but they're very powerful. They're very useful. Um, And again, it moves at a very fast pace, and I like really fast shmups, so that's why that game works for me. But as I'm playing that game, I get into it, I get into the moment, and when a challenge is completed and it just totally drags me back out of the situation, that's something that I don't want when you're playing a game like that. You want to just be able to play through and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I guess it works for the Galaga thing, because it's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to do this part anymore. But for that game, Star Prince, it's like, no, let me play through all three stages. So the challenges go... um, the first challenge is, uh, I guess, get a one-up by scoring 50,000 points. The other challenge is beat the mid-boss uh, or, or beat the end-boss, and the third challenge is beat the second stage, and then the last challenge is get 250,000 points. And it's like, you could take all those down in one gameplay session and then just keep playing. Why don't you let me? It's <laughs> <That's laughs> it true. It doesn't, you know? But I guess the surrounding things are kind of cool. Like, every time you beat a challenge or or every time you beat a couple of challenges, you get uh, an issue of Game Fan magazine, which is you know, which is not the same as Die Hard Game Fan, which is a real magazine. But you know, it, it basically—it's right, just like
0: a magazine that's just called Game. Fan.
1: Right, right. And the editors of those magazines are actual real life uh, journalists, like Dan Shoes' photograph is used in the magazine, and it's and his name is Dan Sock. Um, Dan Sock. Dave Halverson, who was actually the founder of Die Hard Game Fan, his photo is used in that game in that Game Fan magazine, and it, his name is Dave. And so then, then um, wait.
0: Even though it's not really die-hard game fan, it's based on die-hard game fan. No, no. Well, it's got people from it.
1: But Dan Shu is an EGM guy. Okay, so it's got game journalists, not just die-hard game fan journalists. You know? What oh, I mean? okay. So it, it just took that name, and it just used. It, and James Milky, who is who used to be on One Up as well, is also in there. So, um, but the whole thing is again, it's it's an it's an homage to retro gaming. And in that, it succeeds very well with the magazines and like the games that you play. And and it even has like it even it shows you plugging in the game to a little Famicom, not even an NES, but a Famicom. And it's very cute and retro, but just, you know, playing it is a chore sometimes. And I, I feel like they it, it would have done so much better if they let you do things like skip dialogue and and have it. Not so linear progression of getting these game achievements and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's it's not only an homage to retro games, but also a look at why games used to kind of also suck, and why they're better now. But it's like I don't want the sucky parts. I want the good parts. You know. Um, but that's that's the I think most significant thing I've been playing. Um, and Al is typing in the chat, but I won't be like Pete and read it.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, he this you, you typed this a long time ago. So actually, um, right. I didn't. I oh. just typed that oh you did okay um, alright so we're gonna take a break right now uh, as we transition into our topics uh, and when we come back uh, we won't be on the live stream because I am cutting mine off right now this stream has been going on for a good 45 minutes all half of you who are watching thank you very much for watching uh, you can s- you can get the podcast in full obviously uh, I- I'm going to guess I'm gonna be done editing it maybe Monday or Tuesday maybe we'll download it then Uh, subscribe to the TryGames.net podcast RSS feed. TryGames.net slash RSS.XML. We're going to take a break. We're going to shut down the live feed, and we'll be right back on the audio. we are back and the justin tv broadcast is now gone so if you were watching it then you don't get the you didn't get this part but now you do <laughs> cuz you're listening uh al are you still broadcasting
0: no my broadcast broke oh my phone kept trying to go do other things
1: do that do that do do that 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 um all right well we are on to our topics topics that al found we're going to have to kind of go fast on these cuz al has to go to uh, dress up in in costume for knock con
0: not Comic-Con. really
1: but um, the first one, and this is really quick. This is actually more news than a topic of discussion. But OnLive uh, f- actually dropped its membership fees uh per month. So let's read what Cat Bailey writes. <laughs> okay. So a full play pass to a game still costs as much as a regular game. So if I want to play Assassin's Creed 2 on OnLive, I have to pay 40 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever they're charging. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to pay a monthly fee.
0: Right. You don't have to pay a monthly fee Like if you're not playing... If if you decide you're not, not going to play a game on live right now, you don't have to continue to pay for the service. Right.
1: I almost, I almost would rather have the Netflix model. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I would rather pay every month and, and play and whatever I want to
0: play whenever yeah. I want to play it.
1: And the reason, again, the reason why I stopped playing GameTap is sim- is not because of the service. It's simply because I just stopped playing it, and and I ran out of time. And then when I went back to it, I was like. Playing only one game anyway. I was only playing Hitman uh, Blood Money, mm-hmm. but I otherwise I really liked the flexibility of the service, and I you know I I, I like the fact that I didn't have to pay per game, and tr- maybe try out games that I would otherwise not play. You mm-hmm. know, so I would rather have that model. If uh, if OnLive is going to be changing things up, they should change it up that way as well. Because I think I, I feel like just and, and there's no science behind why I'm thinking this. It's just kind of a gut reaction. I feel like it works better with that model. Um, I almost knocked over especially the book when that I was using to pay hold on like, my phone. What? I almost knocked over the book that I was using to hold my phone. <laughs> I thought it was like a glass. Um, anyway, sorry, go, go ahead.
0: Yeah, uh, especially when you have to pay like $40 for a game that you actually don't own. Right. This it, is really like the actual podcast right now. What? I keep saying actual or actually for some reason. I oh, I thought you meant like, oh, this is a fake podcast.
1: Now it's the actual one.
0: No, no, no. no. It's the quote unquote actual
1: podcast. Yeah, but actually, uh, this actual on life thing actually, uh, no. But, okay, so, so, the, so the thing that you have to buy to play the game, you have to pay how much for it?
0: You have to buy something to play the game?
1: Don't you have to have a little box that connects to your TV?
0: Oh, if you're not playing through your computer.
1: Oh, right, right.
0: I mean I, that I don't know. I would have to let's see on live. dot com. Uh, let's see. Instant access to free demos works on any PC or Mac. Free trial no credit card required. I Looks mean, okay, like so, it is only PC or Mac at the moment.
1: Okay, so I, I guess to be fair, they are saving you the cost of building a fifteen hundred dollar PC. And I can go, mm. I, I understand that. I can understand. Uh
0: that. the TV adapter is coming soon, but right now it's just PC and Mac. Okay.
1: Uh, so I can understand they're saving you the cost of paying fifteen hundred dollars for a PC that and, and or building one, and it's instant access and 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 they do all oh, yada yada yada. So maybe it's fair that they 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 pay you per game. I mean they they charge you per game, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like from the consumer end, it differentiates itself from the oh and sorry to not finish my sentences, but also <laughs> because you're paying per game, you want to feel like you own it.
0: True. So, I mean, these games seem to be a little cheap. I mean, mm, some of the newer games are still full price, like uh, Just Cause Two and Cane Lynch Two. They're fifty bucks for full play. But then you have like, uh, well, no, Mafia Two is also fifty. Um, NBA Two K Eleven is thirty dollars.
1: Wow, that, that's weird. That, that's pretty good. Um, I, I I guess. I, I I guess the other thing is that even though like there's no membership that runs out anymore. Mm -hmm. So you can technically play it for as much as you want. At the same time, this is the thing that I always worry about and that people are always like, it's not going to happen, but you never know. Suppose OnLive goes down. You paid 50 Mm -hmm. bucks for a game that you no longer own. If Steam goes down, at least you have the install files and you could, I don't know, maybe you could run it in offline mode. And Steam is never going to run down because it's the the progenitor. It's got so much momentum. But let's say it does, you know? Direct to drive, at least you can save the executable. Like I still have the executable from Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell uh, Chaos Theory. That I downloaded and I can install it whenever I want. I still have uh, Chronicles of Riddick. I can install that whenever I want. With online, you, you can't be connected
0: to Direct Drive for that.
1: Exactly, uh, which well, is the one Steam, thing that kind of have to be connected. You kind of have to, but yeah, but as long as you put them in offline mode that can sync it up. Mm. Uh, so th- and, and that's why I think that this should probably be this should probably give back, uh, put back the monthly membership fees and eschew, eschew, esque. I don't know how to pronounce that fucking word. Uh, mm. and, and get rid of the per game fees or or you offer one or the other how would you like to play i want to play it monthly all right great or i want to play per i want to pay per game all right great um but to be fair i think that um i think this is a, I mean i think this is a good momentum going forward for changing the way that games are distributed i won't mm-hmm. use it but i'm certain that a lot of people like this model and i think that it's good to provide as many options as possible uh so i mean I, I I laughed at this thing, but at the same time, like if it succeeds great i think I think this type of method should should, uh, should succeed basically um, yeah w- what are your
0: thoughts on this? um well, I think that just by going this way, it gives at least people who want to check out the service um it It gives them the opportunity to see if it's really worth their time like now i feel comfortable with going onto on live and setting up an account and just trying out demos to see what it's right. like i mean i i personally have no intention of using the service but to see if the technology is viable right i can do that without having to pay upfront or do anything like that uh also in addition i think it it works out <clears throat> such that if people do not have access to rigs that can play these games or uh the ability to purchase said games, even if their rig was good, uh, it gives them the ability to actually get games for similar prices to other people who are able to buy games. Right. You know, For example, there may be like some family who, if the adapter comes out, they can buy the TV adapter. They don't have a computer or anything. They can't really afford the computer. But they can afford to buy some games. By the way, Al... But- you don't mm-hmm. work
1: for OnLive, but you just totally fucking sold me on signing up with,
0: by talking about like, the
1: demos and all that shit. So I'm on uh, my tag right now.
0: <laughs> so, you know, they can get the, the, the adapter and they can pay like $30 for Assassin's Creed 2 and be able to enjoy that where in any other situation they wouldn't be able to. Right. So I think that's cool. And then they don't have to pay like, what, $19 a month and then $30 for the game. Right. And then say, that oh, was um, just
1: a, a clusterfuck. Yeah, like that's just way
0: asking it. way too much of your user base. And then now you're demanding your user base to play the games because if they don't play the game they're within a subscription fee. Right. Uh at least now at this point they you know, I can go if I was in that situation, I can go and buy uh Mafia two for fifty dollars, uh play it through my browser and I don't have to worry about A uh having to play the game Because if I don't, then I feel like I'm wasting my subscription, Uh, and then I also don't have to worry about um, having a computer that's fit for running Mafia Two. Say if I go to somebody's house and their computer is kind of crappy compared to what's necessary for Mafia Two, and I download the uh, browser install for OnLive onto their computer, I can play Mafia Two at their house, right? With probably my save and your account, yeah, yeah. with you are welcome. All over the fucking place. So. that's gross. nah. That's gross. Uh. So yeah, that's the uh. That's the end of that one live conversation. The uh other conversation. Shall we lead on into that?
1: Yes. Okay. So the other topic, no segue. Sorry. Was um was spurred on by, Jeremy Parrish's one-up review of Final Fantasy: The Four Heroes of Light. Um. Al, why don't you take us through what, what what you want to discuss since you so eloquently sure. put it in an email. Yeah. Yeah. I did not.
0: So, uh, <clears throat> reading his review of The Four Heroes of Light, which he gave a B-plus on, uh, his general idea of this review was that this game is titled Final Fantasy, but if you expect to see anything that makes Final Fantasy Final Fantasy, you're going to probably be disappointed or surprised. Because a lot of the things in this game are pretty much uh, staples of other types of games, either owned by Square Enix or not, and not particularly uh, features that be, that have belonged in Final Fantasy through the years. Right. And that went me. That That went me. Yeah, it went me. That led me to think about other... Uh, brands, uh, and other franchises where all the games are pretty much the same and, you know, you go and buy such and such and you expect to play such and such uh, that that type of game and that type of environment. And I thought, well, what would happen and what would what would be the result, I guess, of a company deciding well, for this next iteration of the game, we're going to just do something completely different and unlike what we've been doing for the previous games in this series, would people approach the game and say wow, this is new and refreshing or would they say, this is not such a such, I don't like this game. So uh, we kind of pondered a couple of uh, different franchises and there are some actually mentioned in the 4 Heroes of Light review and um, just touch on it and think about what it would be like say for a imaginary future where certain brands of games just come out and be completely different, how would they be received? Uh, I'd just like to start with a couple of things that I was thinking about just, you know, before the podcast, and I thought about some successes. Uh, Well, one particular success in a genre-defined or genre-switching move for a franchise, and that would be with World of Warcraft. Uh, Ah. Warcraft's 1, 2, and 3 were real-time strategy games. And they developed a story, well, a backstory, I should say. Uh, a, 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 basically a deep lore and a running storyline that technically you would only see people who would come up with something like that continue with the same type of game. Right. Like StarCraft, they're doing that. Uh, the new StarCraft Two is in RTS, and it's an RTS split into a trilogy, and it's not going to be anything other than a, uh, an RTS. They wanted to make a side story that was an action, eventually a third-person shooter kind of game. They canned it because it wasn't going to deliver the spirit of StarCraft. And I think that this leads on to what I was saying. People would come up to the game and go, StarCraft goes, this isn't StarCraft, and not buy it or not play it. So they canned it. Well,
1: um, I have a question for you. At any point in time, was World of Warcraft going to be a, a something resembling real-time strategy, or were they always going to be like, "Let's take our
0: universe and totally sh- shit it up and change it? Mm, and that's exactly what I was going to go to next.: Okay. World of Warcraft began as Warcraft Adventures, which was supposed to be a point-and-click adventure game based oh. on uh, thrall, which is uh, the orc that united the horde together and um essentially kinda created a peace, helped create a peace between or not a peace, but a a uh, a truce between <laughs> the uh alliance and the horde. Mm-hmm. So that they didn't like constantly like on a massive scale try and kill each other. And that was going to lead from uh, you know, the end of Warcraft two, uh not even in Warcraft two, was it in Warcraft Two? Yeah, I think it was it was something that was supposed to come out Because Warcraft 3 was based on Thrall as an adult. Uh, So this game was supposed to take place between Warcraft 2 and Warcraft 3 and uh, lead into Warcraft 3, I believe. Mm
1: -hmm. They canned it
0: because they didn't think that it captured the spirit of Warcraft and that it was going to make much sense uh, to people who are fans of the game. They would be like, oh, what the fuck is this? I want to play an RTS. Right. So they canned Warcraft Adventures used the idea and then created World of Warcraft, which then uh, they had to move on beyond Warcraft 3 because it was going to be canon. It was essentially Warcraft 4, which also brought up a lot of uh, thoughts of, well, how are they going to bring on another Warcraft strategy game if this is now what Warcraft is going to be in the future? At least that went through my head. I'm like, well, I would love to see them do that.
1: I would love to see them take all the fiction and 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 I say this not as a fan of the franchise because I I only I've only played for Warcraft 2 and I've never delved into World of Warcraft but I mean more as a as someone who pays attention to the industry and is interested in how designers do their thing I would like to see how they take all the stuff that they've built up in in this dynamic content um and shove it into an RTS or maybe uh people have tried uh, MMO RTS right uh,
0: yeah, here and there, I guess, and it, and it has and been too. Eh. Okay, so scrap that. It hasn't really... Just,
1: just take the fiction and everything they've built up—the concepts, the characters, the mechanics—and somehow incorporate them into. And, and I know that, like, the hero mechanic of World of of Warcraft Three, I'm sorry, is mm-hmm. kind of RPG ish, so they already kind of started doing that. Hmm. Um,
0: I, I, I guess I just kind of like to see that. Um, yeah, I doubt that they're going to do it because, first off, World of Warcraft has essentially. With its three expansions, well, the third expansion is coming out in December, but with those expansions, it has essentially created what, if you were to sell them as, uh, as standalone RTS games, it would be, uh, Warcraft 4, 5, 6, and then 7. Because of the amount of detail and the amount of lore and the amount of different scenarios that are presented within each expansion, mm-hmm. uh, you could theoretically come up with three of the four or five games that all are continuations of the storyline. So uh, what they would have to do probably is they would have to uh, and this is the weird thing, they would have to either cease making World of Warcraft and then make a, a sequel to the game using you know all of the lore and everything uh, and then make an RTS with as a continuation of the story or they would have to make the RTS And then put all the elements of the RTS into World of Warcraft as a time lapse. So now Warcraft takes advantage; it it, it takes place after all the stuff that's in this RTS, and then that would just be completely confusing to the user base, and it would probably blow up the game. (laughs) But um, I think that because World of Warcraft is so uh, successful, they probably will not deviate from uh, that formula and create another Warcraft game. Do not deviate. They would just continue to develop expansions and like let that train roll along. Uh, in but addition Pete says Warcraft. hi by oh. the way.
1: He just jumped onto Skype to say hello and sorry he missed it, and he wants you to take a lot of cosplay upskirts for him. Up, oh, not happening. So You love it.
0: Uh <laughs> the uh oh the also the other thing about World of Warcraft is that it is essentially like if you really, really want to take it to a, a an, 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 scaled back view or you know like if you were to take a bird's eye view of what happens in World of Warcraft it technically is an RTS just without one person pulling the strings uh and it in at the same time it's also an adventure game and um it's it's like a real time strategy adventure game controlled by many people
1: yeah yeah i suppose and it's almost like mag
0: almost like mag where see mag is kind of like an rts slash first-person shooter because you have people who play on the field and then you have people who do strategy
1: oh right right you have a commander or something or like battlefield 1942 didn't they have like captains or generals or some shit
0: I believe so but I don't know if they had it such that um, you would have people directing strategy and then other people on the ground directing tactics I'm not really sure if that was the case right but um, I do believe that in MAG, that's how that works. There are people who just manipulate a map and right. bark orders down and that get barked down, that get barked down, that get barked down. I don't remember. But
1: back to the uh, topic mm-hmm. of uh, franchises and, and, and reactions to it. Uh, what else about Warcraft or should 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 we move on to another franchise? I've got one in mind.
0: I'd like to uh, move on to another franchise, because that one was, uh, I basically just described everything about how that fits the mold. Okay, so Castlevania, right mm-hmm. there,
1: is, is huge. in that it, it changed it up. The second game changed it up. Yep, certainly. Then Symphony of the Night changed it up again, and it went on that path for a while. And then Lament of Innocence tried to do that on PS2, it didn't quite work out. And then now here we are with uh, what's it called, Lords of Dark, something of Darkness, Lords of Shadow, Lords of Shadow, whatever, you know. So it's basically gone through like three or four reinventions, and I don't think that they're going to stop making the Symphony of the Night style Castlevania for DS, you know. So it's still good. So it's got like multiple threats going true. on at the same time. Um, I I just think what's particularly fascinating to me is just how people relate to a series when they started becoming a fan of it, and so mm. if someone comes in and set and plays Lords of Shadow and is like this is not Castlevania. I would say you're wrong. This is actually more Castlevania than Symphony of the Night ever was because Very this true. is a linear point A to point B action hack and slash adventure game. That is what Castlevania was from the start. That's how it started out on NES. That's actually how well yes, no, that is I was yeah, going to go into Vampire that is how it started in I years. was going to go into Vampire Killer because that was kind of different. Uh-huh. But Vampire Killer was not called Castlevania at that point, so I'm going to be technical about it. True. Um, but that's how it started out. That's what Castlevania One was. That's what Three was, arguably some people's favorite in the series. That's what Four was, which is my favorite in the series. Uh, that's what Rondo of yeah Rondo of Blood was. <laughs> Rondo Blood. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Symphony of the Night was the first one that changed it up, and that was already what nineteen ninety five ninety six. That was okay. already like eight to almost a decade after the original ones came out. So for someone to come in and say that's not Castlevania is like, well, no. Actually, the one that you think is Castlevania is not Castlevania. And so then, I don't really so much want to talk about Castlevania itself, but use that as an example or a launching pad to further discussion of this concept that you brought up, because now I'm thinking back into Final Fantasy, and I'm like, Final Fantasy... No, Final Fantasy
0: has been the same as the one before. it.
1: Right, not only that, but mechanically, I mean, if you want to get really technical about it, Final Fantasy 7 isn't Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy
0: 6 might as well not be Final Fantasy. See, here's the thing. There are still general mechanics and general fields that are carried through each game, and that relies on the battle system no matter how they manipulate the battle system, whereas if there are four characters five characters three characters, or if um, there's a job system or if there's a material system, you know, the equipment system, it's still the fact of you run around in an overworld, and you get into a random battle without actually seeing an enemy, and Essentially, it's... Though in 10, you do see of... enemies.
1: Hmm? Though in 10 and 12, you do see enemies, right? That's very true. Okay,
0: um, and Well, 12... Here we go. 12, 12 is, is totally a different. complete diversion, as is 11. And 12 tries to combine the elements of an MMO, which would be 11, and the standard RPG uh, mechanics of the previous games. But with um, 10... Yeah, you did see uh, enemies on the field, but there were certain other points where you didn't, you know, uh, and it was completely random.
1: You know, I've always had trouble with this whole branding thing, like, in terms of why should I care so much about it. Because yeah. when I, you know, when I played Chrono Trigger for the first time, I was like, this is Final Fantasy combo time. Mm-hmm. That That's what it was. It's fun. You you choose your commands from, many, yeah, you see the enemies on screen, but it's very, it like, the feel of it, the active time ba- system. Yep. All that shit felt and the, felt very the, familiar.
0: The way you use your abilities, Mm-hmm. so it's like but the only thing that was really different was the fact that you had the ability to chain your well to combine your abilities in such a way. To that that's why I called it. Tasks. That's why I said it was Final
1: Fantasy combo Com- time. You know, time traveling mm-hmm. combos and all that shit. But then, then you look at shit like Final Fantasy, the Crystal Bears, yeah, w- that that weird Wii game that is was it called the Crystal Bears or the yeah, I think that's it was the called Crystal. One. Bear. Final Fantasy Chronicles: The Crystal Bears. First of all, Chron- Final Fantasy Chronicles, ripping off the name. Second of all, Final Fantasy Chronicles: The Crystal Bears. If that's what it was, ripping off that name, that is so. That is like, and to borrow a phrase from Chris, one of one of our friends, that is like vegetarian Canadian bacon. It is not only one degree removed from bacon; it is two degrees removed from bacon. There is nothing bacon about vegetarian Canadian bacon because that might as well be vegetarian ham.
0: It could be vegetarian. Anything that was "quote unquote" meat,
1: right? So then you say Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles: The Crystal Bears, and you—it's a complete action game where you wave shit around with your Wii remote, and like, it's total, totally not an RPG. It's like at that point, you're kind of like, all right, they totally are just using the name. Um, and frankly, I have—I don't know that I have a problem with that because at at a certain point, it just doesn't
0: matter. The game is the game, um, right? But then the question is. Do you go out on a limb and name it something completely new? And although the the environment may be similar to your previously well-known IP, do you use the IP or do you create a new IP and gamble on the uh, thought that maybe people would adapt to a new IP? It's a business decision, right? Now.
1: Right. Uh, the the other thing is that. And and I'm going to back off on my stance a little bit because it it actually does matter I think for some people and and it should like for me it just doesn't matter anymore because I guess I'm I guess I'm a little jaded and I've seen this so long that it just doesn't matter to me anymore. But mm-hmm. but as far as a consumer is concerned, when you put a stamp on something, you are bringing with it certain expectations, not mm-hmm. necessarily just of quality, but also what are you going to get. So if, and and this is where we have to get very specific, Mm -hmm. if you called World of Warcraft, Warcraft 4, people might take issue with it. But you called it it World of Warcraft, so then it's okay. If you called Final Fantasy, The Crystal Chronicles, Final Fantasy 13, or something like that, people would take issue with it. And I'm sure that's why some people take issue with Final with Fantasy 11? 11 and 14. It's like oh, this is not, it's not an MMO. They should have called it Final Fantasy Worlds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you get very specific with this. So then, when you come to Final Fantasy Four: Heroes of Light, is it Heroes or Warriors? It's Heroes, right? Heroes. Four Heroes of Light. That's not that much of an issue because. You've done it with Final Fantasy Tactics. You've done it with Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles.
0: You've yeah, done it with Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Oh, God.
1: Shoot <laughs> me now. You've done it a long time ago with Final Fantasy Legend yep. before most people and even Adventure. heard about Final Fantasy. And Adventure. So I think, like, I- and-, and I guess that's where we-, we-, we start to split hairs. But I think, you know, with in that respect, that's how you handle it.
0: Um, mm-hmm. so- I have another one. I'm looking at uh, the links to this and... Uh, DMC is an example of this. Uh, you know, people are kind of outcrying because DMC features a Dante that is not what they're used to.
1: Dante played by Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. He plays, he plays in a punk rock band, an emo band. Mm -hmm. Dante, I got cuts in my arms. I can't die because I'm a demon. So I keep cutting myself. Mm
0: No. And so, you know, it, I think it's just an art style thing at this point because of um, the fact that there isn't really any gameplay to be shown at the moment. But uh, that, it's going so far as to say that the art style of a game cannot even be different from what its branding is.
1: You know, I don't necessarily know that in DMC's case, and uh, by the way, I'm not even sure if DMC is the official name of the game as much I think as it is. is just DMC, Devil May Cry. Um, because they said
0: that the game was, uh, was supposed to be spelled differently. Oh, okay. Like It's like capital D with a little M and a big C. Right. That's how, it, that's that how I put like, it when mm. I
1: created the page on Giant Bomb, but when the admins got to it, they altered it so that it said Devil May Cry.
0: Um, hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the one-up thing, and it, they're showing it as big D, little M, big C. And then, uh, of course, it's in all caps on the the site, so I don't know. There, there really isn't anything on it so far. There, the preview, which yeah, is Back to where I was before. Yeah, I typed in
1: D. I typed point. in DMC and Giant Bomb, and it goes to Devil May Cry Alias, and then the logo is DMC Devil May Cry. But to to get to what I was saying, I'm I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's so much a. This is changing the franchise complaint as much as it is. I just simply don't like the design. Uh, you know, I think people just don't well, like it. Like they don't. It,
0: it's not whether. But or they're not saying that. Uh, well, I don't know are Does... they are, are they not
1: I don't know like that's that's my impression, but I think you've okay. been following it a lot more closely, so what are they literally saying? Are they saying this is not the way that devil may cry this is not i this is not the way the series is defined, or are they just saying I don't want the series to put this new art style in there because there's a difference
0: right there is a difference, and um uh, I'm just kind of trying to pick up something uh I guess they're talking about their internal conflict with uh the game, and they say that something like uh well, um, the Capcom USA lead producer, his name is Alex Jones. He was talking about the story, and they went to Ninja Theory and, and told, told Ninja them to Theory go nuts. Gave them a. It says they came back with a very incremental look from what Dante had usually been, and Capcom went, "No, guys, go back to first principles and really do something." And he said they went about 25% more down the field. And we're like, no, seriously, do something you think would make us angry with you. And that's when (laughs) we started making progress. (laughs) Great. He says, when I mentioned the fan reaction thus far to Jones and Antonidas, they point out that since this is an origin story, DMC's Dante will evolve over the course of the game. So Dante seen in the trailer won't be the same Dante on screen for the entire game. They stop short of confirming whether that means he'll be playable as a child or whether he'll turn into something resembling his character from the older games at some point along the way, claiming that much of the story is still under development, but they point to his hair in the trailer as an example. His hair is white, says Jones. Actually, there is some white in the trailer to all you guys on the forum saying it's not. Wait, is it really? There's there's some white in there, he says. We weren't trying to hide it. So... Well, see,
1: again, so that doesn't really tell me anything about what what people are complaining about. Are they complaining that it's not true to Devil May Cry, or they just don't like it? Like, I think what, what I'm getting at is the difference between Tetsuya Nomura's artwork in Final Fantasy VII versus uh, Amano's art throughout 1 through 6. And so let's say, for example, an avid fan of 1 through 6, you know, that sees the art for Final Fantasy VII, he either has the reaction of, this isn't Final Fantasy, or he has the reaction of, I don't like this, I don't want this in Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? So, so is the fan reaction saying, like, this is not what Devil May Cry is supposed to be about, or they just simply don't like it at all and just don't want it in that franchise? Because the the latter is what I'm thinking. It's not so much like a, you know, like a, we're branding this game with something totally different, and people are mad because of it. It's more, mm-hmm. this is Devil May Cry, and we've changed the look of Dante, and they just think he looks like an emo punk rock band guy, and they don't like him.
0: You know what I mean? The, the, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it, well... And at the same time, what they may be saying is, hey, this isn't Dante. But maybe they're not talking about the fact that it's not true to the franchise, but it's at the same time, we don't like this. This isn't Dante.
1: Because, I mean, I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I see there's, I don't see, personally, I don't care um, yeah, the way he look care. about the way he looks. Like, I don't think it's particularly great, but I don't give a shit that much. Because it, it's mm-hmm. not offensive to me. Um... As far as it being true to the franchise, I think that it's well. Well, it's supposed to be. In, it's supposed to be say, a reboot. It's it's yeah,
0: an origin story. They say yeah. So it's supposed to be even before DMC three. And maybe his which, hair doesn't. Yeah.
1: yeah. So so maybe he got haircuts when he was a kid.
0: Yeah. Why not? Um, I mean, anybody should get haircuts. Period. Because then they'd be like a bunch of hair. Right. Now,
1: maybe. if they if they had called it Devil May Cry five and um and done something drastic to Dante. Then I could kind of see where again. This goes back to the whole: Do you call it the na- the main franchise? Or do, you, do you subtitle it? Do you give it a different name? Mm-hmm. You know. Now I haven't played Devil, Cry, Devil May Cry Four. Was wasn't that a different pro- protagonist? Wasn't that not Dante? Yeah,
0: I believe that that was supposed to be his brother. Is it Virgil? Uh, I don't know if it's, is Virgil's brother or is. I think it is. Because
1: there there you go. So th- so they made Devil May Cry Four with a different guy. So already they 're deviating from the franchise i don 't know if but any, I, I, that I don't, I don't it's think it continues that was,
0: from like the main story sure, sure, but know. my
1: my point being is that they're they're giving this whole outcry if the, if what the reaction is is that this is not what the franchise means they're giving this whole outcry about this character change in appearance where Devil May Cry Four completely put a new protagonist in the shoot, in in your hands. I know it's a continuation of the story, but it's a different guy. So what are you going to complain about? Are you going to complain about that this guy looks different? Or are you going to complain about this it's a totally different guy? You know, why right, bitch, why think that, bitch think about the people one? people would be
0: less apt to complain that there's a totally different guy you're playing than the fact that the guy that they've been playing in the past now looks completely different than the guys they're used to playing with.
1: Right, and I think that as far as a complaint goes, that, that you know, you're right. But I mean, as far as saying, this is not what the series is about. I think well, that's regardless
0: a- that that comment right there is just like silly.
1: I think it's silly, yes, and it's like um, if you've come up, you know, if they're not comp- they're not complaining about Virgil, even though De- Devil May Cry was ostensibly the Dante story, mm-hmm. right? If they're not going to complain about them changing who the story is about to a completely different character, but they're going to pl- complain when Dante gets a haircut, <laughs> and they're going to say. This is not what the series is about. Well, first of all, they changed the name. Second of all, like you didn't complain before, so why are you complaining? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of stupid to me. But other franchises. So we got um, Castlevania. We've got mm-hmm. Devil May Cry. A little bit. We've got Warcraft. Yeah. Anything else that you it can was... think of? I was thinking through this all week, and I made the mistake of not writing them down.
0: Yeah, me too. Shoot. Arg. 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 Let's see. There was something that I remembered before and it was along with World of Warcraft. Damn, this sucks. And I have no idea why it's Cro- doing okay, that.
1: Okay, so this might not necessarily apply, mm-hmm. but Chrono Trigger to Chrono Cross. Now I know everybody says, including you, I know. I know it's not Chrono Trigger 2, but to me it is. Because mm-hmm. to me they never the way that I see it, the series is Chrono. It's not Chrono Trigger, it's just Chrono. And therefore, to me, Chrono Cross is a sequel. And even though it's, it, a lot of it makes it look like it's a sequel in spirit, I think it is a direct, it is a, it is a game that, when, and when people say sequel, I know that that usually strictly means, after the events of the first game, this is what happened. Right. But there's still some of that there.
0: Yeah, and being that it's based on time, they can pretty much, like, throw things around so much that it, you can't immediately tell that what what time period it's occurring in.
1: It's not even it's not even that, but it's also the the uh, the storylines are are very very intertwined. If you care to actually look through it, because I know it's very confusing. And like for a second there, I was like, this is this kind of makes no sense. And then I thought about it, and like, okay, you know, I'm reading up on this, and this this does make sense. Like, not only can you map it out on a timeline if you're anal enough, but it's like well, let, let let me take it a tangent there try to map out Zelda. can't. You can't. And I know people have tried and they've made it work, but they had to make it work. That's my point. Mm-hmm. But they're considered sequels of each other. So if we go back to Chrono Cross, Tr- Chrono Trigger, you can map, You can if you work hard enough, you can map it out on a timeline. And I say work hard enough not because you have to finagle it, but just because there's so much shit in there. Um, mm-hmm. And because of time travel. But like, you've got Spoiler alert! You've got the same villains. You've got the same. Magu- You've got the, the characters from the first game. From the first game, are, are MacGuffins in another? In the other,
0: mm-hmm. they're, they're
1: they're the driving force of the other. They're direct, direct. Wow, that was Asian. They're directly related. It's not like Radiant Silver Gun and Ikaruga, where they're similar in spirit, but they're totally different mechanics and they're, and like the stories. Like maybe I could sit there and map them out, but the stories, as far as I know, are different. They're they're tales of very similar stories, but they're just different. These are directly linked to each other. And so I think that when people started playing Chrono Cross, they complained that this isn't Chrono Trigger. And they were right. It's not Chrono Trigger. And actually, that's why I loved Chrono Cross. That's why I liked it better than Chrono Trigger. Because it was so drastically different, but also fun at the same time. Um, I I always felt that I loved Chrono Trigger, but I I always also felt, and people are going to flame me for this, but i also felt that chrono trigger was a little just a slightly bit overblown i think everybody loved it more than than i think it deserved to be loved but that's uh, just my own opinion yeah. greatest game ever yeah, no it no way, absolutely as good not good as chrono trigger
0: absolutely not no no you know it was yeah, it, I, it was a it's just like o at the time right in that
1: in that respect and so mm-hmm. so then when you when you go to majora's mask
0: or you go to chrono
1: cross yo they changed this shit what the fuck yo why <laughs> and it's like so you know, mm-hmm. so I but, got but again, it goes back to that name thing, like how do you, how do you manage that, so, I don't know, what what mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on, on Chrono in, in terms of the name change, and um, I mean, I, I don't know if, if you have thoughts on that, because I know you consider it a, a in-spirit, as opposed to a sequel, but what do you think you about that? You
0: know what that? I need to do with that? I need to actually put myself on a course of playing through Chrono Trigger, even uh-huh. if it's just playing through it once, Right. like, mm-hmm. because my DS version is probably still wrapped up, play it, and then play Chrono Cross because I only played Chrono Cross once and that was almost 10 years ago. So, and I also got the bad ending because I had no idea what the fuck a Chrono Cross was. Right. <laughs> so now that I know what a Chrono Cross is and may be able to figure out how to make it, I might actually be able to get the real ending and then, uh, first off, you know, learn something that I had no idea about 10 years ago in terms of the storyline of the game, and then at the same time be able to link the two together on an active level. Being that Chrono Trigger would be so fresh in my brain, then I would go play Chrono Cross, and then everything would be picked up, picked up, picked up, picked up. Oh, yeah, okay, I see this. And then I may you know, come to a different conclusion about the way those games are linked. So I, I'm not going to say how I feel about Chrono Cross at the moment.
1: I, I have something that may or may not blow your mind. Uh oh. What happens when we get to a situation with Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney? Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Trials and Tribulations, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, and Justice for All. And then Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney. And then Miles Edgeworth, Ace Attorney, investigations. Where is the franchise there? Because at first I think at about first, it at at first I think about Phoenix Wright. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes Ace Attorney. Yep. And the funny thing is it affected how I lined the games up in my DS cabinet. Because originally I had, <laughs> I had Phoenix Wright under P's, but now it's A. Because they're all now in A's early. Yeah,
0: that's true. And 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 on top of that, it, while I do believe that there will be another Apollo Justice because of the way the story ended, um, they already have two Miles Edgeworth games, right? Which are in spirit different gameplay styles. Oh, that yeah, and hence required you to well required I think. Capcom to then further brand the product as Ace Attorney Investigations. Imagine if it was Miles Miles Edgeworth Ace, Ace Attorney. Attorney. They'd be, be... be confused as to how the fuck yeah. the game's supposed to work. You're supposed to make people guilty? You know, that's not exactly a, a heroic kind of right. thing.
1: You know what? So I, I gotta tell you, just interject really quickly, this is mm-hmm. not helping my cause
0: at all. I'm trying not to buy any games. And not,
1: now I just fucking want Ace Attorney Investigations.
0: Yeah, I wanted to. I played the demo and I'm like, wow. Yeah, this is kind of different. I think I would be interested in playing this game, but at the moment, I'm keeping to my guns. And, uh, you know, I, I, and here's my other problem. Like, I, I go to Kmart now and, like, kind of get games on the cheap or whatever. And I picked up, uh, Mega Man Zero collection mm-hmm. with a $20 coupon. So I got it for 10, 10 bucks. And then when I bought that, I got a $10 coupon oh, off no. of, a game which expires on the 16th so now I gotta go and buy something from GameStop for the 16th keep buying, keep and buying. I do believe that for the whole month of October you get $10 off a $10 coupon if you buy a DS game and a $20 coupon if you buy a Wii game so I'm gonna keep getting these $10 <laughs> coupons and keep wanting to use them so uh, I'm probably gonna get 4 Heroes of Light uh, or uh, Professor Layton and Unwound Future uh, I don't know which one but odds oh. are if I get one I'm gonna wind up getting the other with the, the coupon sucks. I, but,
1: I have another concept for you in this whole topic.
0: Okay, I wanted to throw one at you first. Huh? I wanted to throw one at you first. Oh, okay, go ahead. You sound like a robot. Uh, Guilty Gear.
1: Uh oh. Guilty Gear,
0: first they had Guilty Gear, right? Which, it was a fighting game. And then they had Guilty Gear X, which was an expansion of the original Guilty Gear. Kind of, with moving the story on a little bit. And then Guilty Gear X2, which f- further built on Guilty Gear X. And then Guilty Gear Iska, which was just, I mean, it's different branding because of the Iska name, but it's still Guilty Gear, but it's just four players. Then they came out with Guilty Gear 2, which (laughs) was an adventure slash strategy game, which is an absolute diversion from, not diversion, an absolute departure from... You'd
1: think they'd do it the other way
0: around. around. Yes, you would think that they would make a fighting game after making the uh, adventure game. Now, imagine, imagine this. Imagine if Street Fighter 4 was like an RPG.
1: That'd be awesome! I want it would...
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: And now, mind you, no, but wait, wait. It was an RPG, but there is no actual versus fighting in the game. Super Street Fighter 4, Cataclysm Pack. It, it would definitely be a Cataclysm. <laughs> but, you see, I, can, I can't imagine something like that happening. Which, beg,
1: which begs you... the question, whatever happened to that Samurai showed on RPG? I, exactly. still, I still want it. I still want it on the, in the U.S. I know it's a it's only a Japanese game. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Keep going. I just brought that.
0: To my uh. Point. So no, no. That that was essentially all I had to say was that you know, Guilty Gear Two. I don't want that game.
1: Right. Actually, but in in all fairness to the Samurai Showdown one, they called it Samurai Showdown RPG, RPG. or, or Yeah, it, it, wasn't say, it, was, five, it wasn't Samurai Showdown. It wasn't Samurai Showdown 9. or Six right. or Seven. Right.
0: Right. This was actually called Guilty Gear Two Overture. Which okay. I mean, if the game was a bit better, I guess maybe I would want it because... But then at the same time, I, I feel like it's such, it was such a, a, a mind-fuck kind of thing where it didn't really take straight from the story of Guilty Gear and move on from it because, you know, with a fighting game, you never really know what storyline to follow. Uh, and, and, and But then there are some games like Mortal Kombat, which take certain character storylines... And say this is what's canon, and then the other character right. storylines that they don't really matter. Uh, and then they move along and do things like, like kill Scorpion and keep him dead, and kill Luke Kang and keep him dead, and then uh, kill Johnny Cage and keep him dead. And well, they didn't really kill Johnny Cage, keep him dead, did they? I don't know. I- I'm just thinking I know they about, did in the movie. I- I'm just
1: laughing at the, <laughs> and how the Guilty Gear guys did. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't want to do this shit no more. I'm sick of Guilty Gear. Let's just totally fuck it up and start making Blaze Blue. Guilty Gear is not an adventure game. Point and click. What? But, Point and click. But where where will where will I get my fighting? Go to Blaze Blue. But but why? Cuz we're sick of the name. Uh, <laughs> okay. But it's completely different. I like Blaze Blue okay. is like,
0: yeah, you like Guilty Gear, right? Well, let's have you play a game that is completely different but the same. <laughs> what? It's called Blaze Blue. Yeah. Okay.
1: Alright, sure, I
0: guess. Which I, 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 I must say that I have, but I still haven't. I played the tutorial once, and I was like, I don't really get this game. I really <laughs> want to play it, but I don't get it. But I really want to play it. But I don't have any time to play it, and then my I don't have
1: time that. to learn it.
0: Right. And so, I, and then plus I don't have a way to learn it because, uh, learning a game like that on your own would take a lot of time. And I didn't get the version with the instructional DVD. <laughs> and you know, if a game comes with an instructional DVD, you know it's it's <laughs> it's going to take some time to learn it.
1: That is fair. <laughs> so uh,
0: you know I can probably find it online or whatnot, but then I, that's time. Yeah. So one of these days, I mean, I still have like what Virtua Fighter Four, Virtua Fighter Four Evil, Virtua Jesus Fighter Five, Christ. which then makes Virtua Fighter Four obsolete. But I still want to play Virtua Fighter Four so, because uh, of the AI character.
1: Uh, back back onto this, uh, just mm-hmm. this is the last thing I'm going to throw at you because I know we're we're half an hour over your time. So yeah. If you want to talk more, that's great. But. Oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be merciful on you. This is my last one. What mm-hmm. happens when you get a port that can't mimic the original game? And I'm, I'm saying this because I'm looking directly at Age of Mythology and Age of Empires for DS.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally and different And then they games. call it the same name. Same,
1: same games, but different. They turned real-time into, te- into turn-based. Completely different gameplay mechanics. Same concepts, but it plays differently. So as a consumer, how do you kind of view that? Because I know some people would just stare at it and be like, this isn't. This isn't what it is. You know, it's like. Well, no. It, but it can't be. Like, well, mm-hmm, I don't want to play. It. I was like, well, what if they called it, um, mini Age of Mythologies or mini or you know what I mean? Well, what? Yeah, or Age of
0: Age of Empires to go. <laughs> you know why I said that? Age of Empires because to go box. <laughs> this is the reason why I said that because now, from what you said, I came up with something else. Uh oh, and it's the exact same vein except backwards. Uh oh. Advance wars to battalion wars. Oh. And Battalion Wars technically is a different game. But it's it originally was supposed to be, I think, it was supposed to be Advance Wars. Yes, it was supposed to be Advance Wars for Cube.
1: Though, though the thing is, is that... um,
0: They they actually went ahead and did the full name change. Right, that's the thing. Like, it was originally supposed to be Advance Wars oh, for GameCube. Oh. But then they changed the name to differentiate it from the Advance Wars brand. Hmm. Battalion see. Wars is cool, and it... it does it have, it does almost it have captures ties? the feel of playing one of your units in Advance Wars.
1: But does it have ties back to the original ones in any way, shape, or form? Any of the same characters? Any of the same concepts? Nope, a- they completely to did
0: away with the story. Way. That's why I said it was originally supposed to be like Advance Wars, but then they did away with the link to Advance Wars and just okay, made it so they its totally, own thing. Okay, so see, I thought you they meant totally just abandoned name. the name. I thought you meant just the name. No, no, they completely abandoned the idea. Okay, I don't know if it was because they didn't want to hurt the sales of Advance Wars if the game didn't wasn't do well. really good enough. I mean, it, it was good enough to spawn a sequel for the Wii, and right. I think maybe it was only good enough on its own feet. That's one of those ideas of, do you use the IP that already exists, or do you create a new IP and run with that? And they chose to create a new IP and run with that. I
1: kinda, I need to play that fucking game.
0: Yeah, I still have the first Battalion Wars for GameCube. But no, I have, I have to play the GameCube game! That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought I played it.
1: Okay, it's still (laughs) unwrapping.
0: At least I played mine once.
1: Shut up! Fight Ah. me. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's your call, sir. It's your comic con that you have to go to. I could go on all day, but
0: yeah, I know. We should continue this next week. We should continue this next week. Okay, where do you live? I live at xlm2k.blogspot.com, Facebook.com/slash xlm2k, or Uh, Twitter.com/slash dredmage.
1: Or as 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 we've discovered recently this week,
0: Justin.tv slash Antipode eighty.
1: A n t i p o d e eight zero. That's
0: right. Where do you live?
1: I live in New York. No, I live uh, at www.sharkversusoctopus.com, uh, Twitter.com slash MisterChoupon with an O, not a zero and O. You guys got that wrong last time, and I thought it was funny, so I interject. <laughs> I interjected in post production. Um, mm-hmm. And Justin.tv slash MisterChoupon again with an O. Uh, I, I don't know how often we'll be doing the, you know, the podcast streams, but just for shits and giggles, maybe we will. Maybe. 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 Pete lives at www.ryvvn.com. Just go there for all your 2Ls, two 2Cs two needs. Uh, he dances naked for his webcam, so you might want to watch out for those nights. Oh, i with that. Ruh-roh. Um, go to www.drfishypants.com. He's a doctor and a fish and blogs about video games and other shit. Uh, Friend of the site. Uh, also, friend of the site Maurice, uh, go to Everyone Loves Dinosaurs.com. Also, go to Jesus Christ, this is getting really long. We should just, I should just record mm-hmm. pre record this and insert it. Um, yeah. Gamingthemedia.com. Again, it's a website that talks about the gaming media as opposed to the gaming industry, which I think is a, also a pretty interesting concept. Um, shit, what else? AustinDLight.com. My name, the letter D, <laughs> and then light, as in turn on the light switch.com. Yes, his
0: name is awesomer than mine. Um,
1: also a friend of the site. Okay, so, any last words before you walk the plank?
0: No, no last words. It is time
1: to go. I leave you with this final thought. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood makes me jizz my pants, and I want to
0: play it now. Ah, you know, one of uh, my fraternity brothers had a beta code, and he invited me, and I was like, what, is this on the PlayStation Store? He goes, oh, no, but I might have another beta key. I'll get back to you. He hasn't gotten back to me.
1: That game looks like so much fucking fun. Have, have yeah, you seen any I of it? haven't seen anything on it yet. Oh my God, watch I watch the giant bomb quick look it. of the beta.
0: All right, I'll try because I know their quick looks aren't so quick for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's just it's it's basically like like assassins. You, you walk around and you try to kill people, but at the same time you try not to expose yourself because then people see who you for who you are. And if someone's chasing you, they'll know that you're the guy. So you you got mm. to it's, it's it just looks like a whole lot of fun. Anyway, cool. those are my last words. All right. <sighs> so for Pete, who's not here, bye okay. For Al. Why? Okay. I have been, still am, and will always be your host, Austin, and we gone, bitch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so before I start, I'd just like to share what I had for breakfast, which is pretty much in Destruction mode uh that used to be a bacon and egg sandwich with some hot sauce
1: oh are are you are you broadcasting your uh your meal? Yes I am and my phone just fell this... off the book again <laughs> fantastic
0: This right here is currently a slice of cake, which um it's a slice of cake from a party last week that I need to eat because I need energy. This is a big cup of water. And this used to be right here. No, nope, not nope, right there. Right in here. That used to be a glass of orange juice for my vitamin C. And this right here is, uh, well, it's a cup of coffee for energy to go with said cake. Cake and coffee. Cake and coffee. Cake and coffee. Cake and coffee.
1: Cake and coffee. Cake and coffee.